We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi guys, Colin Kelly here, executive producer of Rotoviz Radio and co-host of the Rotoviz Overtime Podcast with Sean Siegel. We are closing in on 200 episodes and it's competition time, but more on that in just a moment. I want to let you know as a loyal podcast listener, as always, you can save yourself 10% off a road of his NFL pass. All you need to do is enter that code RVRADIO2021 at checkout on the website or go to rotavis.com forward slash podcast for more information. You can get all the access to all of the great tools on the site, all of the content. Get yourself ready to win your fantasy championships this upcoming season. I mentioned competition time. Well, now here's the news. 200 episodes coming up here for myself and Sean. We're giving away some Rotoviz subscriptions. It's super simple to enter. Just drop a five-star review for Rotoviz Overtime on your favorite podcast app for a chance to win. The top prize is a three-month subscription and an appearance on a future Rotoviz Overtime podcast. To get a talk with myself and Sean, already have a Rotoviz subscription? Thank you for that. But don't worry, if you win, we'll add it on to your current subscription. So what are you waiting for? Drop that review today for the Road of His Overtime podcast. And of course, when you're there, drop a rating for today's show as well that you're listening along to. Thanks as always for being a loyal podcast listener on Road of His Radio. Enjoy the show. We're talking top 36 wide receivers on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin alongside Curtis Patrick. We're two of the owners here at Rotoviz. I should also mention that Henry the Cat is aggressively trying to bump the mic right now. We are uh, in an interesting spot tonight, Curtis, because as I told you prior to us going on air, 
I have never been less prepared for a Rotoviz podcast than I am tonight. And we have aspirations of recording three. So it's going to be interesting, but I think we can power through it. Listen, man, um, as a as a performing artist, as a, a competitive person and former athlete, I can tell you sometimes, sometimes the dress rehearsal or practice goes very terrible before legendary performances. And the conditioning, the reps that you get all the times before you actually drop that performance, that's what conditions you to perform even when you're not fully prepared. Uh, so I, th- I think all of the reps we've gotten the last couple of weeks, the relationship that we've built, the, the history of just dynamic, legendary podcasting that we both have in our rearview mirrors, it sets the table for some pretty special organic stuff tonight. So I'm, I'm not worried, man. It's, it's all good. Yeah, you know, I agree, especially as I'm looking at this show sheet that says Dave will essentially cover all things this episode. No questions for Curtis, just need to commentary. If that doesn't sum up where this podcast is going, then I don't even know. But the good news, everybody, is Curtis has a bourbon, what did you call this drink? Like a, It's a bourbon lemonade hybrid. What, what do you call it? Bourbonade? Yeah, bourbonade. Um, bur- it's my first bourbonade day of of 2021 that means in my mind i've switched to summer mentality so this is what i like to do i mean not typically on a monday um but this is just one of those weeks so i've got what we call rabbit hole cave hill kentucky straight bourbon whiskey and what's special about this one that i wanted to try with this lemonade it actually has honey malted barley as uh 10 of the uh 10% 10% of the mix there. So this is, it's nice and sweet. It's light. It's going to be like the mood of this podcast. And by the time we're in the third show, I'm going to be in my element. <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. All right. So this week though, it's good that this happened this week because I did not want to talk about any things that could be too highly impacted by the draft. Um, So the topics that we're going to hit this week are going to be things that are a little bit more evergreen. However, though, we did get a draft-specific question from our good friend Colin Kelly, the executive producer, star of the Rotoviz Overtime podcast and all things Rotoviz Radio. Uh, So he did send in a question for us, which we do appreciate. So I'm going to play that. We'll answer that, and then we will get into some top 36 wide receiver discussion. Hey, Dave and Curtis. Hope you are doing well. Always love listening to the podcast each and every week as you guys crush it in 2021. Just a quick question as we are here in draft week. I'm very interested uh, to see which players on your dynasty rosters may be most affected if their franchise does draft a player in the same position in this upcoming draft. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm particularly talking about in those opening kind of two, three rounds, uh, how much that affects. So I'm thinking like somebody like maybe a James Robinson in Jacksonville, how that could shake up if they did go in the way of a running back. Is there any players in particular that you have uh, some shares of those, quite a number of shares, maybe getting a little bit worried as to how things play out uh, with some of your more veteran players uh, with this rookie crop coming in that may affect their value instantly? And of course, before I drop off, it would not be appropriate if I didn't give a shameless plug to the Road of His Overtime podcast with myself and, of course, the legend that is Mr. Sean Siegel, about to hit 200 episodes. Some prizes to be given away. Check out Road of His OT twice a week on Road of His Radio. 
So great question coming in from Colm. I know we've talked about a couple of players in the past that uh, could be in a little bit of hot water if their team does go and draft somebody. James Robinson clearly has been the front runner that people are worried about. Uh, we've touched upon that a little bit. Quickly give us some thoughts there. And then if there are any other guys that fall into the kind of veteran category of players that could be in trouble of getting replaced by a younger uh, protege, if you will. Yeah. So first off, thanks so much for calling in, um, Calm. It's kind of nice to get the uh, cele- the celebrity call in. You're actually the the second we had Matt Kelly a couple weeks ago. Um, I mean, James Robinson definitely was a, a pleasant surprise last year. Uh, played in 14 games, threw up 252 PPR, RB7 just in raw scoring, uh, 10th in expected points per game, 7th in PPR scored per game. Um, uh, was an efficient player, 33.3 fantasy points over expectation. But, you know, he's a near lock to have uh, less of a backfield touch share this year. Um, Trevor Lawrence is going, I mean, presumably will be the 101 in Jacksonville, barring uh, an alien invasion between now and uh, the events Thursday night. Trevor Lawrence is going to uh, eat up some of that carry share opportunity. Uh, they brought in Carlos Hyde, who, of course, is familiar with Urban Meyer. And I think, you know, it's nice for a building team not to be over-invested at running back. You know, they can, uh, there's a little less pressure to spend early there uh, with all the precious draft capital that the Jaguars have. You know, but on the other hand, Urban Meyer's always been a very run-centric offensive uh, mentality. I mean, that's, you know, he wants to attack via the run. It's not necessarily a ball control thing or flipping the field thing. He really thinks he can attack via the run and set up, you know, a, a nice evenly spread distribution in that uh, true spread offense that he's so famous for. So, you know, I could see the team bringing in a, a smaller, faster back that would take some some jet sweeps, some receiving work away from Robinson, which of course would um, kind of cap his upside. And, and when we look at what happened last season, I, I think he was number one in the NFL, Dave, in, uh, in kind of... Uh, uh, backfield, you know, dominator, and there's there's just no chance of it happening again. And he was only the RB seven, even with all of those stars aligned. So, you know, it's it, calm. I mean, I guess to answer the question, I am a little worried about him being replaced. But even if he's not replaced, I'm pretty sure we've already seen his best season. And I think from like a dynasty uh, perspective, or even a best ball perspective, you know, he's certainly at risk of being overdrafted if the Jaguars don't replace him in the NFL draft. I think there could be a sense of false confidence uh, that could occur after that. Does, does that argument make sense, Dave? No, that makes perfect sense to me. And actually, that's kind of where I was hoping that you would go with it, because I think the pretty like vanilla answer to this is just, oh, of course, it would be a huge problem. But the reality is that might be making the assumption that if it isn't a problem for him, then that means, you know, all wheels up and, and things are going to be great, uh, which I would actually argue if you have Robinson, he makes it through the draft unscathed. This might be the best opportunity you're going to have to try to unload him before we see things likely fall off compared to what they were last year, even if he does have a good season, because my expectations for him and what a good season would look like this year are not going to be a repeat of last year. They're going to be something maybe 75% of that I would be super surprised with. So that definitely makes sense. Yeah, I think it sounds like we're on the same page there. I think he can still outperform any of the expectations that people had for him throughout the rest of his first contract if they don't replace him, you know, uh, being somebody with essentially no prestige entering the NFL. 
Uh, but you know, I, th- I think he's most safely treated as a running back two, And unfortunately he's going to be valued like a running back three very quickly. If they do pull the trigger on a running back uh, before the end of the night, Friday evening. So, you know, some other players that I'm a, a little worried about, um, one would include Mike Gesicki in Miami. Miami is one of the, uh, most strongly rumored, kind of hotbed spots for Kyle Pitts if the Falcons don't pull the trigger. And, you know, Gitsicki's a player who is just starting to show signs of breaking out. And I know, you know, many will point to Brian Flores' background in, in New England. And, you know, once upon a time, Bill Belichick uh, and Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady and crew had that exciting offense, you know, around uh, 11 person or 12 personnel rather, uh, and, you know, the the tight ends just dominating there for that, you know, one or one and a half seasons of a special run. You, you don't, you know, you don't want to excuse uh, away what would be a very downside scenario for Mike Gesicki just because one time it worked for, you know, one of the best offenses in, in NFL history. Kyle Pitts landing in Miami would be a, a horrible circumstance for Mike Gesicki and his his dynasty owners. Um, so that, that's one that I'm really worried about. I'm also worried about all wide receivers, not named Will Fuller in Miami. If you're somebody who was still clinging to hope for Devonte Parker, I mean, if they don't, if Miami doesn't pull the trigger on Kyle Pitts, they're, they're probably pulling the pick, uh, the trigger on Devonte Smith or Jalen Waddle. I mean, I, I think giving to a, a receiver who is deserving of the draft capital, who has the history in the background with them, that would be a compliment to Will Fuller and everything else is, that's happening in that offense makes a lot of sense also staying in Miami because they're so flush with picks miles Gaskin player. I'm very high on RB 10 over the, you know, the last uh, uh, handful of weeks uh, in the 2020 season. But again, you know, when you have those extra draft picks, it feels like a time where eh, we can burn one on a running back. So my Miami is a very, very interesting team to watch on Thursday and Friday. Any of those players that I mentioned, were you more uh, than the other Dave? Oof. Yeah, the Miles Gaskin one, I think, probably worries me the most because it is possible that other players can still function in the receiving spots if they do add a Kyle Pitts or a Waddle or a Smith. If multiple players got added into the receiving core, that might be a problem. But, you know, if they did go ahead and add a back like Harris and really shake things up, I mean, I think that would be a huge problem for Gaskin, but I think all of those notes hold. Now, the other team that we mentioned when we were brainstorming this a little bit was the Arizona Cardinals, and you mentioned that you've heard about Jalen Waddle, his prop becoming stronger and stronger for the idea that he might go to Arizona. We already saw the move of A.J. Green going there this year. You were already concerned about Christian Kirk, though, right? So this would just absolutely blow him off the face of the earth. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, and Kirk is falling. I'm looking at a Rotoviz Triflex uh, startup ADP here in the Dynasty ADP tools. We actually were able to get that loaded last week, which is pretty exciting. There's already like 27 drafts in there. Uh, Christian Kirk is now a very end of the 15th round startup pick. Uh, player 146 overall, uh, just by force ranking with an ADP of 180.1. And so, you know, he the, the, he's on life support here. You know, AJ Green coming in, as the kind of extra sauce, it doesn't really worry you. I mean, AJ Green may or may not be busted. He's probably like a limited snap count guy, situational red zone guy. He's not going to run, you know, the short crossers and the mesh concepts that Christian Kirk is going to run in that offense. Um, but if they were to bring in a player like Waddell, who- 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Who can move into the slot, uh, who does have the deep speed and can burn. And Kirk has just never seemed to really get the chemistry with Kyler Murray, with Cliff Kingsbury, and he hasn't been able to carve out that meaningful, you know, meaty role that we need for fantasy. You know, a, a first, or even, I would even argue, even a second, another second round receiver. They already just drafted Andy Isabella two short years ago. Uh, that was already a warning sign for Kirk. Hasn't really panned out that way for the team. But if they pull a wide receiver again, um, that's, that's, you know, if nothing else, the situation, the context of that draft pick being made tells us what the team thinks about Christian Kirk. So that's definitely one uh, that I'm watching as well. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Yeah, you know, the interesting thing about Christian, uh, Christian Kirk, and I'm sure somebody out there has used this term, but he's kind of like a fantasy tease in that here and there he has a game that makes it look like there's potential there and you can start to get excited. I mean, last year, week six through nine, he went over 20 points all of those weeks and then went right back to being down around like, you know, six to to five points. Um, so... Uh, you know, if the team is bringing in more receivers, I think we're really at that point where if you see some of those weeks pop up, which might in that Arizona offense, don't get too excited. I think the writing is more or less on the wall for Christian Kirk here. Unless you the had thing, another name, I think. Yeah, I want to go. I want to land there just for one more moment. You know, the thing that's been so problematic with Christian Kirk too, one of his calling cards was supposed to be his ability to create in space. And I mean, last season he was wide receiver 78 in yak per reception, uh, despite having a, a you know wide receiver 40, 11.8 air yards per target. So you know he's getting short and intermediate uh, depth of target and then not adding anything on his own. And, and that was supposed to be, you know, his calling card entering the NFL. He was a great returner in college. And, you know, this is a team that's been forced to kind of keep the ball short and distribute it, you know, across the width of the field. And so, you know, a player like Waddell who can take it to the house any given play does make a lot of sense for them. And so, you know, I think I think it's a, a risk for Kirk. And, um, you know, he's not really a player we're going out to buy on spec or anything. But if you're holding Kirk, which I think is what Calm was really getting at, uh, I would definitely be shaking in my boots. 
All right. <laughs> that is perfectly fair. That's not a position that you want to be in when you have a wide receiver like Kirk. But let's actually focus now a little bit more on top 36 wide receivers over the last 20 seasons and what those players have looked like and more particularly how old they have been. So we are going to do a little bit of a fantasy deep dive here. I did manage, Curtis, to go in pull some stats and some information out of the Rotovis screener going back to 2000 mining for players that managed to at least record one season as a wide receiver 36 in their span of games between 2000 and 2020. Uh, the one thing that we should keep in mind as I read some of these numbers is obviously there's going to be a lot of overlap in these listings of players that did it multiple seasons. But since 2000, there have been 242 wide receivers. That's actually a pretty large group of guys that managed to get into that mix of top 36 wide receivers. However, 100 of those players only did it one time, which I think speaks to, though we see some players continue to do this season in and season out, right, Curtis? That is actually a pretty shocking thing that when you look at the difference between 100 guys got in once, only 38 got in twice. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, it's like a gut punch, man. I'm actually, I, I feel like I swallowed an air bubble um, looking at this data here because uh, I, <laughs> I didn't see it before the show. And it's, it's like, it's blowing my mind here. Um, is this year end, is this year end raw scoring or is this points per game scoring? Just, just to clarify, do we know? This is points per game. Points scoring. per game. Okay. Yeah, points per game. Wow. Scoring. Yeah. And so, I mean, so first off, my reaction would be, I mean, that is a strong, a strong right hook to anyone who says wide receivers don't matter in dynasty. Um, I've, I've had a lot of people, yep. you know, kind of come at us for, you know, our, our typical roster construction strategies here at, at Rotoviz, especially in these start three uh, wide receiver formats where you can, you know, flex up to even, you know, get five, six wide receivers in that lineup. When you don't have players repeating this year after year after year, how can you say that wide receiver doesn't matter? I mean, you 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 want to have these guys that you can bank on. A hundred, only a hundred players, hundred different players, or excuse me, a hundred players did it one time is what you're telling me. So out of two forty two, yep. so yep. I mean, geez, yeah, I, I, I I'm really having trouble uh, digesting this, man. I, I really am. That's so much lower than I would have guessed. Right. And then if we continue down this tree, um, there are 22 players that did it three times, 16 that did it four times. Um, guys that did it seven years is such an elite group. There's only 10 of those. Um, so this is actually almost, I'm thinking, worth me actually doing an article and digging into just the fact that I actually saw on your face. It was like a little piece of you died as you started to digest this. And you're probably thinking about these prospects that we could be going after and what their actual outlook looks like yeah and i mean you, well first off you definitely should do an article on it i mean it's, this is going to make for a great article um and and second you know i think it really does speak to um one i mean once a player's done it three times i mean at, at that point how could you not have just supreme confidence in them i mean because the, the number is pretty static from there on i mean 22 16 yep. 22 16 10 all the way down through uh year seven I mean, yeah, this is real. Oh, there's four. Somebody did it 14 times. This gotta be, is that Jerry Rice? It's gotta be Jerry Rice. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is Jerry Rice. Well, unless yes. it's just since let me, 2000, um, let if me, it's just since 2000, uh, 
it can't it can't be Jerry Rice actually. It's probably Larry Fitzgerald. Um it, yeah, it must be. So I'll I'll, I'll look into that while you get Yeah, this here. is this is really interesting, man. I, I'm uh I'm pretty I'm pretty excited to see where your research goes with this. Um Yeah, I don't I don't really know I don't really know what else to say, but I think that's a great like fantasy podcaster bar bet um question. You know, so if you that's the one to hold in your back pocket when you're guesting uh on other sites shows. Uh, no one's going to guess it. I mean, literally no one would guess that. So here's the, here's how insane this is about Larry Fitz. And I'm kind of getting off topic of the, some of the things I was going to mention here, but I think it's worth it because this is absolutely amazing. Larry Fitzgerald, 2005, ranked fifth in points per game. 20, 2006, 14th. 2007, fourth. 2008, third. 2009, 6th, 2010, 16th, 2011, 9, 2013, 23rd, 2015, 10, 2016, 12, 2017, ranked 6th, and then 2018, his last year in there, finished with a 36. Um, Larry just happens to do it in much more public uh, forum than, than me. I'm out there winning the I'm out there winning the tri-state curl competition. Larry's out there setting NFL oh records. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, no, yeah, he, he, that's just a testament to his greatness. But um, I mean, really, it is it's very rare uh, to get into you know that that eight plus season air uh, there. You know, five or fewer players doing it eight or more uh, eight or more times over their career. So. Um, if anything, you know, I think this speaks to uh, the duration of contracts now, um, you know, play, players switching teams. Um, if you can find players who are, you know, Fitz is a bad example of this because he's endured, he's just so great that he endured so many different quarterbacks and coaches um, and seemed to be, you know, he, he was able to insulate himself from all of those things just because of his pure greatness. But if you're able to find, you know, player who really looks like a one or a two for an elite quarterback. I mean, it, this just really, to me, speaks to continue to invest in those players because it's that, you know, it's that that stability between OC and, and quarterback, uh, along with the talent to rise to a one or two in that situation that's going to prop these players up. Like Tyreek Hill is going to continue to be on this list forever, right? Um, you know, Julio Jones has been on this list forever. Yeah. You know, those are the types of things um, that you're really looking for. Yeah, so here's some other interesting stuff, too, that I took a look at, Curtis. Um, for players that managed to get into the top 36, only 39 players did it in their first year, um, which is a pretty small margin. Um, and then, though, I also looked at the age of players. Now, some of this we have to keep in mind that there's not players entering the league at 21. We had 11 players at the age of 21, 31 at the age of 22, 23 um, at the age, or excuse me, 63 when they were 23, 77 players do it when they were 24, 94 do it when they were 25, and then the 25 point is the point where we start to see those numbers going down, which I think speaks to something that we've seen for a while, which is though if you grabbed the listing of all the times that we've seen wide receivers finish in the top 36 since 2000, and you looked at the average age, you would see that it comes out to 27. But that's being pulled up by these players like Larry Fitz that stay in it for a long time. So you really do see for most players, 
after 25, they're not getting into that group, which is another reason um, why I think sometimes we hear people talk about wide receiver being so deep because there's names that they're familiar with, but they don't realize that as you start to look at these guys carrying through their career, they're not going to be remaining in the top 36, except for those absolute alpha type of players. Yeah, I think when you when you do your article here, I mean, one of your t- clear takeaways is going to be, you know, when to stop uh, bargain hunting on these players with, uh, you know, pre uh, NFL draft pedigree. Um, it really sounds like after that age 25 kind of inflection point that you would stop. I mean, you stop bargain hunting at that point uh, for those types of players. And, and you would certainly need to see something from them that would lead you to believe they could produce a top 36 wide receiver season, whether by, uh, you know, an insane touchdown rate or, you know, by, you know, volume helping them get there. Um, incidentally, and this will be a little tease for an article that'll drop sometime uh, Tuesday uh, for the listeners. It'll be, you know, probably after you're listening to the show. Uh, I've got one of my uh, must buy my, my dynasty trade targets, 2021 series continues. And it's actually going to have, an age 22 second year wide receiver, Dave, I just turned 22 actually on January 2nd. And, uh, I think this is a player that he, he's going to add to your, your sample here, uh, as one of those year two age 22 guys as a top 36 er for the first time. So pretty excited to get that out of here. Uh, and, and really excited uh, to see where the rest of this research takes you. Yeah. Well, who doesn't love a tease like that? So now we've got a tease for two, you know, articles there that are going to be must read. So if you're not subscribed to Rotoviz yet, I would mention that uh, I highly think that you should do it. And Curtis, why don't you just remind everybody um, as to what they should do if they're a listener of the show, maybe leaving us a rating, a review, listener questions, comments. Let's pump these people up to do okay, it. Okay. Well, I think you mentioned all the things we want them to do, but yeah, I can, I can do it with a little bit of a uh, little bit of zest here uh, as we, as we end this episode. So um, if, if you found your way to this podcast and you're a first-time listener, uh, you like what you heard, drop on over to Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button. Uh, you, you can either do that for Rotoviz Radio, which is our whole channel, or you can do it for this show, uh, which is the flagship of the channel, our fantasy football podcast. Uh, subscribe, leave us a five-star rating, and uh, drop us a review. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Um, go over to rotoviz.com. Uh, we've got a number of different subscription options to choose from everything from one month up to two years. Of course, you know, the bargains get deeper, the longer you're willing to, uh, uh, hit your wagon to us. And, uh, also make sure you're checking out the 2021 fantasy football rookie guide. Volume two has been dropping, um, kind of, a, a, a snippet at a time over the past couple of days, we've been drawing this out, trying to build up some of that, uh, uh, I guess, hype to the NFL draft. By the end of this week, Dave and I, Sean Siegel, Blair Andrews, Travis May, will all be back in the rankings lab getting those post-NFL draft tiers, rankings, mock drafts set up uh, for next Sunday. It's kind of crazy to think, Dave, six days from now, we're going to know where all these players have landed <laughs> and we're going to know where, we, where we're ranking them and we're going to have those volume three rankings and tiers out just in time for everyone to do their FFPC dynasty rookie drafts and, you know, all other formats as well. Um, So man, this is really one of the busiest weeks of the fantasy football calendar year. And I couldn't be more excited uh, as we watch the countdown clock to Thursday night. 
Boom. All right. That wraps us up nicely for this episode. A reminder, give us a call at 978-615-9214 as well. Thanks for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at DaveKabenFF and at CPatrickNFL. Email us at rotovizffshow at gmail.com. Visit rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information on listener-only discounts. And until next time, thanks for stopping by. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.